Hello and welcome back to the Eat Well Podcast. It's Dylan here, and I'm, I'm hanging out with my uh, adventure hunting crew, Jenny Peterson, Selena Wolf, and we're getting excited about our adventure coming up. This this episode, we're talking about food and packing food for a 12-day backpack adventure hunt. And we've invited Penny from West Coast Kitchen to come and talk about, uh, join our conversation around food, food planning, and Penny is uh, runs a business that it's she does freeze dried food uh, for backpacking. She's local to Vancouver Island. We met about a six months ago, maybe almost a year ago now, at a at a, at a conference uh, in Vancouver. And I stopped in on her booth and tried some of her buttered chicken, and it was by far the best backpacker meal I've ever tried. So I hung around long enough so she I get another sample. Uh, we had a great conversation just about um, food and and. Uh, uh, trying to find ways to make food uh, healthier and uh, well, just taste better uh, in the backcountry. Uh, so I thought I'd invite Penny to come join us for this conversation. We're going to cover everything from, you know, principles of backpacking food, right? From um, keeping it light, keeping it edible, breakfast, lunch, and dinner, and some other thoughts as we go through. So join us for this podcast and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Hello, Penny. Welcome to Eat Wild Podcast. Hello. Thank you for inviting me. Cool. I, I'm glad you could be on here. We've had a couple of fun conversations, and I think you, I, I think we're gonna have some fun here, hanging out with Jenny and Selena. Um, can you can you tell me where you are and, and where you're sitting? Uh, yeah, I'm uh, based in Cobble Hill. We're sitting, and I'm uh, um, proud to be able to say that we're on the traditional territory of the Cowichan people. Um, we we have a farm here, a three and a half acre farm, um, in rural area, and that's where our our business and commercial kitchen is. Excellent. Okay, thanks so much. And, and and Jenny and Selena, Jenny, you want to say hello? Hi, guys. I'm joining you from Whistler, and I'm on the traditional territory of the Squamish Lillooat people. And Selena, do you want to, you want to represent for us folks in Vancouver? <laughs> yeah. So uh, this neighborhood was renamed Vancouver not too long ago. And we're on the, the Squamish, the Musqueam, and the Tsleil-Waututh uh, traditional territories here. Cool. And we're going to talk about food and backpack food and... Uh, Looking forward to this one. Uh, gosh, okay. Well, we're we're going to start with three tenants. Okay. Well, um, backpacking food has to be okay. Let's. I'm going to ask you guys what what are some essentials for what backpacking food has to be. I'm going to throw it over to you, Penny. What's one of the most important things you think backpacker food needs to be in order for it to work for a long adventure? Ah. Uh. Well, I mean, obviously, apart from the obvious things of like calories, I think if I'd sum it up, it has to be something that you look forward to at the end of the day. <laughs> it's got to be rewarding. <laughs> I, I like that one because I've made that mistake so many times where like, you, you kind of, well, I'll, I'll, before I get into it, let, let, let's just kind of, that, that's one of the, you have to like to eat it. What's something else we want to, uh, that, that we definitely need uh, as long as, to make it work for backpacking, what do well, you think? Well, so? then, I mean, the close second would be weight. Um, to give you an example, um, the reason we got into this business is uh, my husband's a chef, and I'm a hiker, and you tried to make a chef backpacking. <laughs> I took a backpacking four years ago, and we took everything. We ate well, but holy, he was carrying so much weight. And that's when he said, look, I'm not going again unless we can take my food, but we've got to find a way to dry it. So, you know, weight really matters. 
that's such a fun origin story for your yeah. for your company. <laughs> he brought the the cast iron skillet, the yeah. eggs. Oh the... god, that's, I kid you not. Baker and eggs every morning. <laughs> anyway, my backpack's too heavy. This is the new portrayal. I kid you not. <laughs> Turned yeah, it around. Good. Awesome. So we so so something you want to eat calories, and it's got to be light. And the yeah. last, the last thing is, it's just got to last. You got to be able. It's got to be sustainable, right? Like you got to be able to put it in your backpack and hike with it for ten days in the hot and the cold, and the hot and the cold, and it not rot yeah, or and, deteriorate. Yeah, and how it's packed obviously makes you know you're going to get wet. Well, quite likely, <laughs> you're going to be in adverse conditions. So it's got to be uh, able to preserve itself for that long. But you know, accepting that your packaging may get compromised, you're not storing it in a cupboard at home, right? Yeah, for mm -hmm. sure. You can't. I, I sometimes I bring like rice crackers to go with my peanut butter, and then like the first couple days of the trip, the rice crackers are still intact. And then by mm -hmm. like day three or four, like I'm just like putting the crumbs into the top of the the, the uh, peanut butter <laughs> jar and then scooping them out with my spoon. Still pretty good though. <laughs> so what am I? You gotta get sure. the, the peanut butter on your spoon first, and then just mash oh. the crackers. Oh, with and the then spoon. it's like a peanut butter lollipop on the end of your spoon. <laughs> <laughs> I think I might just smash my crackers up. <laughs> okay, okay, we're getting ahead of ourselves. That's like, like I think I think I, I broke this podcast down, and we're going to talk about like breakfast, lunch, dinners, and snacks uh, to keep our <laughs> calories up. Um, okay, so that's 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 kind of what I want to capture. Like, what what's the what are the, as we're talking about breakfast, lunch, and dinner, like packability, lightweight, is stored, and above all, something you want to eat. Oh, and then, yeah, and then lots and lots of calories. Um, so let, let's just dive into, well, before we get that, I, I was kind of like this origin story. Penny, do you want to just tell us, like, it sounds like you kind of had a, an opportunity with with your with your husband, who's a chef, and realizing that there's this, you want to walk us through that, that, that origin story for West Coast Kitchens, how you got started, and, and uh, where, you're, where you're at now with the business? Oh, yeah, literally. I mean, you know, we did the Nuka Trail four years ago and I took my husband. I've been taking my kids backpacking since they were 10 because um, I wanted them to feel comfortable in the environment, feel confident, know how to get by. And uh, so they were raised that way. But my husband's not being big in the hiking. But he came on this one because family were coming too. And uh, yeah, it was it was an awesome hike, but we were carrying so much food. Um it's just like you know, like Mr. Noodles wasn't going to cut it. You know, I, I used I used to lower my standards, you know, in order to carry lighter, but I just wasn't going to cut it with my husband. You know, you're a chef. Chefs like their good food, so we carried yeah so much, and and we were just sitting out there, at Calvin Falls, in the middle of the wilderness, saying, well, you know, why don't we, you know, buy a freeze dryer? We kind of thought about it. Um, so yeah, on on the side we bought one of these small domestic machines and we started experimenting with my husband's best meals um mm -hmm. he's originally Persian so he's uh rice is our speciality we do a lot of right. Persian rice dishes and uh they freeze dry awesomely um we don't do the kind of pastas and stuff and then because he's he needs to uh, not eat gluten so we made them all gluten-free um and we we were finding people ask. I mean we've been in the hot sauce business for 10 years so this is a new branch. So we we, we work at the uh, farmer market. So we get a lot of feedback with from the street customers. So it's awesome. So we started to make these prototypes and 
got all this stuff done and we started selling them. You know, people were buying them. <laughs> like, like, this is awesome. It's great. Where can you get more? So then we thought, oh, okay, we're going to have to make more. And then, you know, in freeze drying, it's really complicated technology. And once you go beyond the domestic, you're into a big industrial machine. So we bought one last year. <laughs> we own this kind of uh, Skookum German freeze drying machine that we're slightly afraid of. <laughs> we're never quite sure how it works. But um, it's great. It's like a space capsule and you put the, the, the food where you cook it exactly how you want it. You put the food in the trays and uh, it vacuum extracts all the moisture and um, takes it down to a safe level. So it's it's not hazardous and nothing can you know grow or survive in that environment. And you package it up with a nitrogen gas flush and then an oxygen scavenger and you've got, you know, a really good meal and all you literally you know quality in quality out all you have to do is add hot water and it rehydrates really true to its fresh state really the rays and uh so yeah and now we can't we can't make it fast enough <laughs> pretty wild yeah. yeah that's a neat story i have so many questions now i'm just totally derailed from but so, <laughs> sorry I, I derailed us <laughs> no 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 it's, it's, it's good um I, I try to come with structure because I'm still trying to figure yeah. out how to do these podcast things, but I, I think it's best just to have a good conversation. Okay, so originally my 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 mind went, my mind went to like, okay, so I just get a do I need to get a domestic free freeze dried machine <laughs> and just like make amazing <laughs> meals and throw them every time I make an amazing meal, I just take half of it and then put it in the in the in the, in the freeze dryer and then like you it'll... can totally do that. If I was if I was an avid hiker and you know out in the back country a lot, I would buy. You can buy a domestic freeze dryer for about five thousand Canadian, huh. and uh, it's more than enough. You know, and you can then you can be a prepper. You can have all your emergency food, <laughs> um, any leftovers. You can freeze dry it, and uh, then you can pack it all up and take it on your trip. So. So Jenny, we know what to get Dylan for his birthday now, right? Yeah, I, yeah, that was totally within my price point for his usual yeah. birthday present. Twenty five hundred each, no problem. Yeah, you have to November to save up. Yeah, it's February, but nice try. Maybe <laughs> <laughs> the order of time. All right, well, maybe we'll just be, become really good friends with Penny. We'll just pop over with some spaghetti yeah. sauce and some stews that we made, and like hang on the backyard, <laughs> hang on the backyard well, with some beer. Yeah, well, that's exactly what we did with the new cook because we like it's a chance for us to test new recipes and stuff. So we literally had the you know sweet sweets of pot luck if you like, and we tried out all sorts of different new recipes to see what the taste was like. Um, we had a group of nine, so yeah, what can we do? <laughs> So it's just so it's that simple. Just make something really good and put it in the dehydrator. I, I, I had this thought about you know like yes, some stuff. Some stuff tastes horrible, right? Like I mean, it depends what you put in. What you put in is what you get out, right? Like brownies. Like brownies. Actually, with it, I want to freeze dry beer. We haven't managed that yet. <laughs> oh, I, can you get that done for in the next week? That would be so ideal for me. <laughs> I've heard it's actually possible to freeze dry alcohol, but you're not allowed to because you can't control the the, the, the solution. Yeah, yeah. When so. you come back the other side, sure. Yeah, I'm okay with that. <laughs> <laughs> we'll probably figure it out. We'll get it close enough. <laughs> We'll just, do, we'll just do our IPAs and it'll come out somewhere in the middle. Oh my god, that great. We're all going to come back blind. This is great. <laughs> okay, let's get this conversation back on the road. I kind of knew oh, it was going to go here. <laughs> Can you post it? Yeah, totally. <laughs>
Okay, so I, I, you went there already. It was one of the things I was going to ask you later in the podcast. But like, what, what's been something you were thought was going to be just a great freeze dried, you know, experiment that was a complete bomb? Um, well, this last one we did because uh, uh, I tried mac and cheese. I thought it'd be great, um, and oh, you know, the cheese all globbed. It was lovely when it was fresh, right? But in the pro- process of the freeze drying, the cheese globbed together and. When you put the thing, the, the macaroni pieces were too big and they didn't really hydrate really very well. So I ate it because I was hungry. But, um, <laughs> but you lost the went... texture. <laughs> yeah. So, and I can see that. I mean, obviously, that you work really, I mean, when you create certain dishes, texture is a big part of it. And it's hard to yeah. imagine that if it goes from a beautiful texture to, well, mac and cheese is a good example of something. It is a very texture based sort of meal. Yeah. Um, yeah. To, to something that is gets dehydrated and rehydrated yeah obviously that the, the chemistry that mm-hmm. creates the, the 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 whatever it is that makes the texture mm. pleasant would be difficult to come back to yeah yeah okay what, what's one thing that you like were like completely surprised that turned out amazing well i mean one thing that we tried which was because i had a hot shed load of grapes on our vine um table grapes i couldn't okay. make them into wine and so i freeze-dried them last year just to see what would happen <laughs> and then i just bagged them all up and forgot about them and uh, we took some on the hike, and oh my god, are they good? I mean, they're just like, just so good and so, so light. So, okay, light. so, so this goes to another question then. So, so a freeze dried grape, how is it different than a raisin? Well, and I see wine. It's crunchy and super <laughs> light. So, <laughs> I mean, we can forget about the that's, beer, but I that's mean, phase two. That's phase two. <laughs> um, it, it's it's completely different. Like a raisin is chewy. Yeah. But a freeze-dried grape, it's like super light. It's like a crunchy cracker, like a like a rice cracker, kind of even softer and lighter. I'm thinking I'm going to display my Britishness. Like there's a, a kind of candy called a Malteser in England. It's super okay. light, covered in chocolate. I don't know if you have it in Canada, but it's exactly like that without chocolate. <laughs> <laughs> okay, cool. That's, I mean, it sounds amazing, but I like the light part, and I like it's fun to eat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, the, yeah. No, it's that's... it's super. I mean, the other I, the other biggest discovery we had is the hummus, because like my husband being Persian, like hummus is you know staple with us, and we make we already make a fresh sell fresh hummus, but it freeze dries so well and guacamole, I and then that. all you need to do is add cold water and you just stir it and you've got instant food and you don't have to stop and it's really high calorie right. So it's like a really nice, uh, I wish I'd had it when I was hiking with my 10 year old and 12 year old kids because the only way you could get them, you know, on the road, on the trail was a sugar rush, right? This trail mix, right? <laughs> you know what I mean? <laughs> Which has its different consequences. So, but this hummus is just awesome. I wish I'd had it. You just mix it and spoon it in and it's great. Yeah. Oh my God. Good luxury. Ha- having avocado, oh my God, on a, on a backpack trip is like your favorite food in the world. Yeah, I know, and it's it, it's totally like avocado. <laughs> it's just yeah, amazing. I'm moving to Mexico to an avocado farm and dehydrating, making dehydrated yeah. avocados. It's gonna be hey, a Jenny. Thing. I'll I'll get the dehydrator. You get the plane tickets. <laughs> <laughs> I'm thinking about our hipster hunter breakfasts out there, like avocado on toast. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Okay. Okay. We're not going to make our our forty five minute deadline if we don't if we don't knock <laughs> off our agenda here, team. Okay. So no right. goal orientated. I know. Well, you know. I, I. All right. Let's talk about breakfast. Let's talk about what what's worked well for breakfast and and uh, 
and what how uh, what's a good approach to uh, a lightweight breakfast that's uh, packable and uh, what um, hey Jenny what do you take for your breakfast when you go ski touring oatmeal just those oatmeal packets. Two of those, yeah, because in the winter I like it because it's warm and uh, it's easy and you just boil it. But I'm not not that keen on that for summer, so okay. I would more go granola. I was gonna start. I was gonna put water in my granola tomorrow morning <laughs> to practice and see how I, how that went. <laughs> Need to stay hydrated, I guess. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I do. I do one package of granola. Or sorry, one package of the. Uh, of the um, oatmeal, like with, the, and it's got like you know, little bits of apple and a bunch of sugar, and 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 then I dump in a bunch of like flax seeds and you know uh, hemp seeds just to make it like a little bit healthier, and also like I think it's pretty important. Like if you're if you're heading out on these adventures, like fiber becomes an issue when you're not eating like proper vegetables. So you're definitely like loading up with you know fibrous sort of type breakfast is probably a good idea if you're heading into an evening of mountain house. Um, it's uh, <laughs> anyways, so I I I, I, I usually go houses. <laughs> <laughs> um, so I it's but but so the one thing about the breakfast meal that it is a it's it's actually a very light meal. Like it's it's kind of like it's like the one meal that you can kind of whether you're doing oatmeal's or or nuts and seeds, it's a fairly light, easy meal. And then whatever you're doing, tea bags or coffee. Well, I don't know what coffee would be, but. Um, Penny, what are your thoughts around breakfast? What do you, what do you get excited about for breakfast? Um, well, I, I, I do pre, freeze dried world. <laughs> I did, uh, I did the oatmeal, you know, the maple brown sugar, um, couple in the morning. It's, it's, it, like you say, it's easy. It's, you know, it's cheap and, uh, it works. And you've got a fire starter as well after that, you know, with, with the brown paper bag. So yeah. it's a really neat solution for me. Um, since uh, I mean we've we've experimented with a couple of breakfasts um, with the uh, West Coast Kitchen. One's a nomads kind of power breakfast. It's like honey nuts and chicken and dried wheat. It's like a a traditional breakfast called halim. It's really warming and it's high protein. Um, it sounds amazing. It is. It is actually. And we had it on the trip with us here. And I thought like you know yeah you can eat you can eat the the maple and brown sugar and it. It fills a hole, but it, this was really good, actually, in terms of giving you the energy. Because, I mean, breakfast, you've got to get the energy to get, you know, on with the day. And it's often cold in the mornings. So it's oh. really nice to have something warm. Um, but it's got gluten in it and it's uh, got uh, um, it's got chicken in it. So it's not vegetarian. So we've also got a vegetarian steel, steel cut oats, coconut milk, and apple sauce. So. That's good. Mm. I, I think the most important thing about breakfast is to fill yourself with good stuff. Yeah, I'll I'll do the same. The the rolled oats and the nuts and yeah, the dried yeah, fruit yeah, exactly. and stuff. And yeah. I hate porridge, so yeah. I'm there every morning just cursing into my boiled bag of, uh. of food. And but to have to have something that's actually alluring, like oh, can't wait to eat that. <laughs> I look well, forward to that. I'll send you one. <laughs> I think timing is really important with breakfast in the morning as well. Ski training is not really a big deal because you can tell who's sitting around you and you can stare at your lines and you know there's lots of them so you can have potentially a more leisurely breakfast um avalanche dependent because usually you want to head out a bit earlier but i mean what are the tempo of our days going to look like out here are we having quick breakfast are we having like oh second coffee breakfast it gets light at 5 18 yeah so no it's it's definitely like i don't spend a lot of time eat, i mean 
particularly the kind of kind of hundred where do it's just kind of like you spend a lot of time just kind of getting calories into you throughout the whole day. Like you're just gonna try and uh, smash that breakfast, get on the get on the road as fast as you can, or on the trail, I should say. Um, and so, yeah, I, it's not really something you invest a lot of time in, but it's still important. As like Penny says, you need those calories, like you need that. You need to want to eat a healthy start and trying to build something into that. I think is is, is important, and, and it's. Um, but I, I could empathize with, with Selena. Like I just like I look at my gruel and I'm like, okay, it's only three more bites. Just like eat it. It's just good for you. Eat it. Terrible. Um, okay, yeah. this is yeah, okay. Okay. So, so it sounds, so it sounds like porridge is an option. I hop it up. It sounds like we all hop it up with a little something to make it better. Um, what's your other breakfast that you, that you, that you have on, on your shelf? Um, that it's, uh, there's the, the morning glass, which is kind of like a wheat porridge and, um, and then it's steel cut oats with coconut milk and applesauce. So it's kind of nice. Just gourmet porridge, eh? Mm. Uh, all right, oh, we so, have an orchard of apples so i've just found a use for them <laughs> right on. okay so i i was just actually looking at um the coffee is important to most of us except for selena to have some coffee in the morning uh i actually just came off of a like a four-year run of just being a tea person uh, which like makes backcountry so much easier than just throw a pot of just a tea bag in your hot water in the morning and that's your start to the day which is really nice I, I don't miss coming back to coffee in the backcountry but it's now officially happened I've come all the way back to coffee and uh, I now I now I was just researching uh, like the best uh, dehydrated coffee um, or instant coffee essentially um, and and, I, and, I'm, and now I'm looking for the answer for how to how to whether we go all the way in with this green grounds and some type of a coffee maker or do we go to the dehydrated coffee concept have penny have you experimented with with coffee and and, and dehydration not not in the freeze-dried i mean i'm afraid that I'm like the one i think it's essential to take a couple of luxuries <laughs> on any trip treats and so i have a little camping express espresso maker um and i will take the, the coffee and the little espresso maker because it's neat so you'll invest the weight that, that I will case. invest in the weight. Yeah. Cool. But All I right. also pack in groups. <laughs> well, my kids, are, my kids are teenagers now. They can carry. Oh, the they're like little little meat haulers. We could yeah, use a couple exactly. of those on our on our sheep. I know. <laughs> Becoming essential when you get to my age. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, so so okay, so breakfast is kind of. That, I mean, I think breakfast is relatively simple. Um, and I, you know, I, I think for for dehydrated coffee, I mean that. I just did a backpack hunter workshop, which is a, we take 12 people up in the mountains and we talk about all things backpack hunting and, uh, food is a big part of it. And we, and, uh, you know, pretty much everybody is, you know, as we talk, it kind of lends themselves to this. There's, um, Starbucks has a dehydrated, small individual package dehydrated coffees that are pretty, pretty light. They're okay. Mm -hmm. They're not great. That's why I started researching. If it's got to be somebody who does a better job of dehydrating coffee than Starbucks, because Starbucks coffee just doesn't do it for me. Um, oh. But we also ordered a uh, there's a uh, is like a a Bodum plunger system for our stove kit that I just ordered, so we'll be able to like bring ground coffee in and then like Bodum it, it down and, and uh, have a actual real coffee. But it's oh. it, but it's heavier, right? It's like a bit a bit oh. heavier than going dehydrated. So. Let me let me check in. Are we going to be boiling my tea water in the same bottom thing 
that this coffee is going to go into? Uh, you know, you got to make sacrifices for weight, Selena. You know, by all <laughs> means, you could pack your own stove, but you know, this might be an area that you have to have to deal with it. <laughs> if everything that we add water to tastes like coffee, I'm out. <laughs> no, but I don't. Because I think I'll bring my stove too, Selena. And I showed you what I had this weekend. You saw it all. Yes. So I have the Espresso Pro Espresso. I don't know how to pronounce it. Espresso Pro Coffee System. And while I may have been Googling how to use it this weekend, I surely do know now. And uh, it's delicious. <laughs> and it goes with the boiled water from the jet boil into the Espresso Pro, which you can, I could either share with you, Dylan, or I can literally put the cap on it and throw it in my pack and hike with that and drink out of it warm and delicious sounds amazing here's an option i can work with <laughs> all right and i don't know what would happen to the filter if baileys was added but i can look into that can you dehydrate baileys that might be helpful <laughs> all right let's move on to lunches and we'll, we'll, we're moving along here we've, we've got another know, 20 minutes or so to, to, to wrap up our conversation on, on backpack and food uh so so lunches um this is where we start to think about like for me it's like i it you know on our trips penny like we're basically going to leave camp and start hiking and we're going to just hike yeah. until we can't hike anymore like to like the kind of whole effort for sheep hunting is just covering ground and looking so we're we're and we're climbing in the mountains and then we'll drop elevation and then gain more elevation it's just it's kind of what did mike mike bridger say in our last episode i remember what what he thought of sheep hunting was was about it was uh, type two fun. <laughs> absolutely <laughs> miserable during, but afterwards it was amazing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's just generally, generally feeling uncomfortable and unhappy. So, like, the only thing that kind of makes you happy is when you stop for like a few minutes and eat something. So, so like, what it, what what's going to be like? You have you have about like you know, maybe you can dedicate about like, oh god, like about you know half of your daily weight to your lunch and and what is it going to look like and and i've got a few things that i've worked on over the years that worked for me um one is uh i take a hundred grams of dehydrated like or, or sorry cured sausage that is uh self-stable so there's a there's a company or there's, a, there's a family here in vancouver um uh, called the, the the j n and z deli at first and commercial and Natasha and Zoki make this amazing uh, dried sausage that, well, they make a whole array of amazing uh, sausages. Um, and they're a, they're a Yugoslavian family that just, anyways, they're, they're the, the one that I typically take, I kind of allocate myself one sausage a day for a 10 day hunt. And what happened on the elk hunt though? What's that? Is it the elk hunt? You're like, whoa, 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 you get half a sausage a day. I don't know how that happens. <laughs> It's different elk hunting because you have options for actual real food. So you only get a that half ration. That is the best food. So if, okay, from a communication expectation standard, I would please like to have one sausage per day. Well, absolutely. And, 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 it, and it kind of comes back to that principle of like <laughs> calories versus weight versus how much you like to eat it. And the JNZ, like, uh, because they're dried uh, Ukrainian farmer sausage, kind of checks all the boxes. So it get it gets it kind of is like the staple of my lunch, and I like cut little pieces off of it and eat it, you know, all day long. And then I'll I'll often take um I think it's 50 grams of cheese uh, that I'll bring with me, and the cheese is 
you know, I try to find, um, I used to have a bit of clipping here in the background. It might be me or, not sure. Anyways, uh, 50 grams with the cheese and, uh, and I slice that thin along with my sausage and that makes a pretty nice, like, and if I'm really going for it, I might bring some like rice crackers if I can somehow keep them from busting up over the course of the day. And that makes a pretty nice, like, leisurely lunch, uh, like charcuterie on the mountain. I like that. But that's my go-to. And then I just complement that with a bag of nuts and uh, a couple of fruit bars. It's kind of my, my daily go-to for for, uh, for lunches. And it's I enjoy eating that mostly enough that it can get through the day. Um, Jenny, what do you go for lunches? Oh, Jan's that all the way. Anytime I can get it. Yeah. Anything else? I'd rather have two Jan's and sausages than Jan's that or anything else. Okay, Emily, back in the JNZ deli. <laughs> yeah, that's all. Yeah, ski touring. Uh, ski touring is different because it's cold. Pocket baking, really, really great. Um, so that's literally just you go for you have a big feed before you leave, and you you grill up your whole pound of bacon, and then you put the rest in the three different Ziploc bags, and you stuff them in your ski touring pants, and everybody's like, "What are you eating? <laughs> Nothing." <laughs> 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 Absolutely not bacon. <laughs> so that I love that bacon out there. It's so good. Bacon goes with everything too. You can have chocolate with bacon. Um Snickers bars are my go to again, it's better because it's cold my experience in the um in the winter. Uh cheese. I like I mean on a weekend trip sandwiches are great, but um I've started freezing my bread before I go on trips because you can't really smash it. And um, mm. again, they're shorter trips, so um, weight is less of an issue, but yeah, make a sandwich and you freeze it, and then you won't get it all switched. Last a bit longer. Did you know that a Snickers bar has 488 calories for 100 That's grams perfect. of yeah, 100 grams of Snickers equals 488 calories. So there's if you Google up, but one of the exercises you, do, you know, if you do a deep dive on like weight versus you know the uh, calories, you'll you'll find out that pretty quick that butter is the best source of calories per 100 grams. I think it's like 700 plus calories for 100 grams of butter. So really, like if you just wanted to like max out your calorie count and reduce the weight, just bring a pound of butter, which... Salted butter. Salted, salted butter. butter. Not a bad yeah. idea, actually, when you think about it. Like I just, mm -hmm. could, we could just literally take four pounds of butter each and eat that and we'd probably be fine for our sheep hunt. Mm -hmm. I love butter that uh cheese comes in at about 400 calories per 100 grams so so what i so i get so for my 50 gram lunch i get about 200 calories of, of, of off my little cheese i get about another 200 calories to 250 calories of my sausage that i have so i'm getting i'm trying to i try to work my way up to like that the my understanding is is like Actually, maybe, do you know these numbers, Penny? Do you know like you know how many calories someone needs to hike for a day? Are you, are you, do, you uh, do you track well, this stuff? I mean, I we work with the uh, we were with the COVID, we were more on the emergency <laughs> food things. I mean, it's a minimum thirteen hundred calories. You know, that's what you need, and two thousand or two thousand five hundred for a man, two thousand for a woman. But I mean, okay. it depends how long you're hiking for. If you're for ten days, you're going to need calories <laughs> that hiking. For a few days, you could probably afford to lose some calories, and you know you've lost weight at the end of the trip, which most of us want to do, right? <laughs> um, Especially after so, yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, I mean, I it's I less cut 
can in the strict calories because every everyone's so totally different um but i reckon you know i think i try and get 2000 calories into myself 1500 2000 in a day one way or another yeah and, it, and it's actually kind of hard to do because what's an average yeah, din- what's an average dinner for uh uh um, well, the proportion, provide. I mean, our meals range from uh, about 700 for a bag, which is a double portion, to 1,100 is the highest calorie. It's got quinoa and Italian sausage and nuts and all that kind of malaki in it. Um, yeah. But you're looking at three to 500 calories max, a portion. Yeah. I mean, but on a hungry day, you know, on a hiking day, I always take one bag per person. And then you have leftovers because you're always supposed to take a little bit more extra food than you need. And some days I'll share a bag with a, you know, a hiking buddy. And other days I'll just walk a hole on myself. So it really depends. But it yeah. depends how much I've eaten in the day. So, you know, if you're getting 500 in the evening and say 320 is our breakfast in the morning, um, you're still at 800. So you've got to rack up on trail mix and cliff bars and, you know, whatever you treat yourself to for lunch to, to, yeah yeah so it's it's a lot of stuff and you know our goal is to try and keep our total weight like i think for a big a big dude that that, you know that's that they're gonna want to they they sort of uh like two pounds a day for a big dude uh, of food Mm -hmm. and then for a small person maybe a pound a pound and a quarter and then i i sort of target about a a pound and a half a day for food is my ration Um, for a so for a ten day trip and and I, again I can I don't mind I I go into every hunt thinking oh I'll just starve myself a bit it's probably a good thing like I work off some beers yeah. and COVID bod you What's know a so. pound and a half it's five hundred grams right uh, a pound and a half is uh yeah like seven hundred it's no oh, sorry six seven hundred grams yeah no it's less is it, no what's a pound two point two pounds in a in a in a uh in a yeah. kilo right yeah yeah yeah, yeah so yeah. 700 grams something like that so. Yeah. yeah so so i usually dedicate about 300 grams to dinner uh less than about 100 grams to to breakfast and then uh 300 grams to dinner and then the rest in the middle is is, is lunch and snacks um along the way and which is basically a, a bag of nuts the, the other thing that i was like coming up against in my thinking about uh lunches is it like i buy all these bars that are basically different versions of crushing up fruit and nuts and then putting them in plastic and then selling to me for like a lot of money when i realized i was like well why don't i just buy more nuts and fruit and just have a bigger bag of nuts and berries and i can leave all that behind because i don't really know what i'm getting in a power bar well you can ask this is i'm not getting anything in a power bar that i wouldn't get from a bag of nuts and berries that is Probably, yeah, probably you're getting more. I mean, you're mostly getting sugar in a power bar, aren't you? <laughs> do you? Do you know what the, because often it says like X num- number of grams of protein. Do you, yeah. do you know what they're using to, to get that protein? I don't, but when you don't recognize any of the ingredients mm-hmm. on the list, it's, it's going to be some kind of additive. And no, I don't know. Yeah. Um, but, you know, I, I don't look at, the cliff bars, you know, and those kind of things, they'll keep you going if you really can't stop. But I don't think they fill you up. I mean, I think there's a lot of sugar out, you know, yeah. a lot of sugar in the, in the calories. If you it's a quick, quick burn calories. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like, you know, from taking my kids, like I do everything you do, like, you know, um, but 
itchy band noodles. <laughs> Sometimes it's just really nice to have something warm. <laughs> And uh, and so, you know, because we just have one big kettle, that's all we take. And then you can even put the Ichiban noodles in there and then everyone eats, right? Because I've been hiking with groups of like nine, ten people. And uh, and uh, my husband innovated something this time, which was he made a mincemeat and onion and spices, um, a few trays of that, and we freeze-dried it. So we had a bag and it's like concentrated protein. And we just added that into the noodles and oh my god, it was good. So I'm kind of I'm trying to think how, how to frame it, call it a protein pack or something. But you know, one little bag is about like okay, so grams. You're going exactly where I was thinking in my mind would be a great place to like I would like to have access to quality dehydrated protein. So yeah. that I so that I can then because I mean there's curry powders and there's curry paste and there's rice noodles mm. and like there are mm. products on the market that are kind of shelf ready or shelf available lightweight yeah. meals that if you're a bit of chefy and you're creative, you can kind of mix them all up in a bag mm. and, and kind of make ready-made meals. And I, I thought about doing that. And, and um, so yes, do that. And then I can, then I can. Well, I'm, I'm thinking, I mean, you know, I'm already explaining like, like, like the hummus, for example, I've started doing a family pack. So it will make three, eight ounce tubs of hummus right so on a five-day trip everyone can have a few hundred calories of hummus a day right um and uh and then this protein just just like something where you can bulk it out because i i actually i mean we have to use the minor bags you know because of packaging um and their shelf life and everything but i really hate it it's getting recyclable but it's not biodegradable or anything so i'm really trying to think of ways to serve the needs for especially multi-day hikers and with the minimum packaging required um so that's that's what half the hikes are about this experiment <laughs> yeah well, i like i like that idea too because you know you could easily do like uh i mean you know we're gone for 12 days so we could easily mm. have you know uh the the the, the persian stew mm. several times on the on the trip yeah. so why why are we for three of us so yeah. why not bring three times you know three Three meals times four, put in one big bag, and we scoop it out mm -hmm. and yeah. and rehydrate yeah. it, and we save a pile mm -hmm. of garbage, right? Yeah. yeah, yeah. I like that idea a lot. Okay, well, we kind of get now chocolate. But isn't I like cooking them in the packages because it stays warm that way too? Isn't that the? Does yours work like that, where you add the hot yeah. water into? The, yeah, yeah, you can you can add it in the packages, just that I don't always want to eat the whole meal, and so I have those button up bowls. Uh, you know, like the poppers, so they go completely flat and they're just weightless. Yeah, the, the little silicone plastic yeah, that's right. or, Yeah, yeah. they're neat. So awesome, I'm splitting. Yeah. I mean, to be honest, the stuff we do rehydrates pretty fast. And, you know, unless you're in a very cold environment, where I think the bag and the extra heat of the bag is, is really important. I don't find too much difference in, um, you know, if, if you want to eat the whole thing, it's convenient. Um, but you can e easily do it in a bowl or you can even do it in a pan, right? And you can put it over the heat, keep it, you know, keep it warm while it's rehydrating. There's many different ways to eat it. Yeah. Then there's yeah. dishes though. I don't like that. Well, and that's <laughs> yeah. one of the big gainers of this whole, like, th there's a couple things. And one is like the simplicity of just bringing one pot that boils water. That's mm. all it does. And then yeah. you dump it into these bags and then you don't, you, mm. the only dish you have Absolutely. is your spoon and you lick it really carefully and it's clean. Yeah. And, uh, <laughs> 
um, but yeah, so so you know, I mean, that there is a simplicity of that, and yeah. there's also the simplicity of like, and this is something that you know, I I, dr I think about doing these, you know, making my own dehydrated meals or or mm. create creating my own like meal out of easily rehydrated foods that are on the shelf, like vermicelli noodles and curry paste mm. and all that, and I think about doing that, but then here we are, like two weeks out from a big adventure, and we have such a long list of stuff to do. So the easiest thing I could do was go on your website, click on the 24 meals that we meet, need, mm. and that's like one thing done. Now we can focus yeah. on all the other things that we have to do. And, uh, and I kind of, you know, there's just not enough time in the day to do it all. So I, I do value being able to buy it. But, but then the, the, the drag, of course, is that like you spend a lot of money on these things. Gosh, it would be nice if it was good. And like, Every once in a while, you see, well, most of the time, you get kind of a bummer of a meal. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's why we got into it as well. Because, like, you know, I'd be on a couple of hiking trips and it's like, really? <laughs> I waited all day for this. <laughs> Especially being married to a, a chef, right? Like, yeah. I know, I know. Yeah, I'm used to good food. It's just like, I remember out in Cape Scott, there's something like, I don't remember what it was, but it was disgusting <laughs> and you can't eat it right and then you're hungry yeah and you're when like you trying to force yourself to eat something and you're ravenously hungry it's got to be a better way right <laughs> <laughs> so i hope you like all the meals well okay well, let's talk about dinners and, and this is where I'm, yeah. I'm curious that um <laughs> so what's the difference between freeze drying and dehydration well it's a different process technology and dehydration is slower and you know, you can buy dehydrated, it's relatively inexpensive, um, low technology. It will reduce, I think, the uh, nutrition value of most, you know, nutrients to about 85% per fresh state, whereas freeze-drying is about 95 to 99, depending on the nutrient. And it literally vacuum extracts the moisture, the freeze-drying, so it keeps its shape. So if you see, like, a dehydrated banana, right, it, it's, it goes a different shape right? If you freeze dry a banana or an apple, a slice, it just looks like it's fresh. It's just, there's no water in it. So it's got its entire structure exactly as it is when it's fresh. It's, it's really odd, like, but it, 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 so, so it reconstitutes much truer to the fresh state, whereas a lot of dehydrated food, I mean, you're going to get the nutrition in there, but it might be a little chewy. It might not rehydrate, might take longer to rehydrate. Um, I think it's half an hour or something. So in which case you got to think about how to keep it warm. Um, right, because the structure is all collapsed when you dehydrate yeah, it. Yeah, and So you yeah. can't force the water back into this collapsed structure. Yeah, yeah. Huh. I guess that's, are you a scientist? <laughs> a little bit. I'm not. I'm just like, gosh, magic. <laughs> <laughs> the freeze dry fairy visited. <laughs> freeze dry fairy. <laughs> yep. Hey, so how long does it take to, say, freeze-dry a banana or an apple? Um, well, a cycle of freeze-dry in our big machine takes about 24 hours. Um, but it, it just a piece of fruit would take less. It depends on the moisture content. The higher the moisture content, the longer the, the freeze-drying process takes. So it's uh, if it was just a few, a few pieces, maybe 12 hours, it just depends. It's just, I can't answer your question in a satisfactory no, no. way. No, no, that makes all sense. I mean, it's just—I mean, I know that I, I could take days for me to dehydrate, and if I, I've never even ventured to try and do. Like I've heard, you can dehydrate. Say your, your—you know—I I make a 
a regular spaghetti sauce that's my go-to yeah. spaghetti sauce. And I'm like, okay, there's a bunch of frozen spaghetti sauce in the freezer. I could take those out and I could lay them out in trays and put them in my dehydrator. Like, mm. how long would that take? Four days later. Yeah, four days yeah. later, I got, I got and I, yeah. I can't, done it once, and I kind of had like a, what looked like a fruit leather, like a fruit leather sauce that like, I think I, I think I rehydrated it. It wasn't bad, but it was, it was, it was so much work. And it, and really, like, I just, you know, not only am I, yeah. I, I, mean, I, I mean, we, we, the only experience we really have with dehydration is our chili peppers because we, we're a hot sauce company originally. So we grow chili peppers. We have a farm. Um, and they take, yeah, at least 24, 48 hours to dehydrate. And they're light, right? They're not much moisture in them. Cool. So it's slow. Okay. So what, what's your, um, cause we're, I'm excited. So I, I, did, uh, we did just go ahead and, and I connected with you and I, and I said, I, we're doing this big trip. So can you, can you help us out and set us up? And that's partly because I, I just wanted to hang out with you and talk more about dehydrated food. Partly because there's not a single, uh, there's no dehydrated food available in Vancouver right now. It's, it's something is it's kind of, I, I don't know if yeah. it's everywhere, but I, I just did this, um, like I said, I did, did a hundred field skills workshop and I, Part of that program is that we meet with our group and we talk about expectation around climbing in the mountains and all the gear they need. And we talk about all the food they need to bring. And, and I just recommend like, just go buy, you know, uh, a dehydrated dinner for your trip. And they went like, I had, I had like 14 people scouring the streets of Vancouver looking for a bag of food and, and you know, half of them couldn't find it. So it's really crazy what's going on with, with obviously. Yeah. I think COVID. it's COVID because. Because most of, I mean, we're one of the very few Canadian manufacturers of freeze-dried food. I think there's a couple of other companies I'm aware of. But the big boys, they're all U.S. I mean, some of them are packaging themselves as Canadian now, but, you know, so it's all imports. So I think with COVID, the supply is driven. I've had, I mean, every time a, a retailer approaches us, they're always like, you can't stock. <laughs> like, um, so it's clearly a, a stock problem worldwide right now. Um, mm. And we've experienced, I mean, there's been a lot of, panic buying as well because of COVID too and I would imagine that maybe there's been a lot of stockpiling of, of freeze-dried food for you know emergency management purposes just being a bit more co conscious and top of mind for many people and that maybe is let less supply out on the market for recreation yeah right on. so what do you okay so we've kind of got a in our little packages coming we've got a whole bunch of good stuff coming but uh, what are you most excited about? what's your favorite backpacker meal that you guys are doing uh, well, our top seller is the butter chicken because everyone goes, seriously, butter chicken? <laughs> <laughs> it tastes awesome. I mean, my husband makes the sauce himself from scratch and it's one of our signature products. And uh, uh, it's great with the basmati rice. It's, and it's it's just awesome. It's filling. It's really tasty. So uh, you can't go wrong with it. And um, and then my favorite after that is the quinoa with Italian sausage. It's got nuts and dried fruit in it as well. And it's really tasty. And it's really filling. Um, and uh, some people eat that for breakfast, actually. Um, so that's another option. That uh, will be me. You'll have leftovers because that one's really high calorie. And uh, the Persian paprika rice with beef is a, is a kind of traditional Persian dish. I'm excited um, about that one. I, and now that I know yeah, that your husband's good. Persian, yeah. it's got me even more excited. So oh, yeah. It's yeah, the yeah, real yeah, deal. Yeah. yeah, it's good. And the chili con carne is kind of wrong with right? Yeah, so, okay. So that's another one that I thought I was thinking about. So, so there's three of us going, and we were kind of trying to figure out like with these larger meals uh yeah you know what would you recommend like say if we wanted to go with like to add some starch to it or some bulk to it if say if we went with two chili con carnes for a 
three hungry people at the end of the day. Mm. How would you recommend incorporating, say, uh, potato or like I was thinking dehydrated potato or thinking maybe rice or a dehydrated rice yeah, that I can well, just buy off the shelf and throw it in? Yeah, well, you can. I mean, the, the, I mean, we actually do a rice, just it's rice with lentils and stuff, and a lot of people mix the, the chili or the chickpea curry with the rice. So, you know, two bags can feed three people, kind of. Um, but, uh, you know, before we were making it ourselves, um, I used to, I think, and that was buying that Uncle Ben's rice that's already made. You just have to put, put it in hot water. Oh, they're yeah. Heavy, right? They're heavy, yeah. yeah. They're cheap. I mean, it's only a few dollars in superstore. But you're 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 making a trade off with the weight. That's that's always the issue, right? Um, I haven't tried the mashed potato. That's my first ever backpacker meal. Was this is my first? I'll tell you my first ever backpacker meal. So it's kind of funny. When I was, I think I must have just been old enough. I was allowed to go hunting by myself, or maybe maybe I was a little bit younger than I was supposed. But I did. I I took off with my best friend Alex from high school, who was a he was part of the outdoor club in the high school and taking an interest in, in, in sort of backpacking and stuff. So, and I was like, well, I had this idea that I really wanted to go backpacking in the mountains to chase mule deer. And he says, well, I know how to get up us, get us up in the Alpine and, and hang out there for a couple of days and we can camp. But I was like, oh, well, this is great. Let's do this. So, uh, so we, we started climbing up the mountain and, uh, on our way up, we found, uh, a big bushel of oyster mushrooms growing out from the, just on the edge of a, on a bit of a stump next to the stream. So I grabbed those. I knew you could eat those. So I put them in my bag. And then uh, we climbed up to, the, up to a big patch of berries on our way up to the top of the mountain. A bunch of blueberries were right. So we picked a bunch of blueberries and we kept those. And we actually got up to the top of the mountain and uh, there was a big bunch of grouse hanging out in the Ashitarmi on, on the top of the mountain. And we both played baseball as kids. And, uh, and we were both pitchers on our team. So he was the starter and I was the, the closer. And there was all these perfect sized baseball sized rocks in this patch of rocks and the, the little group of grouse over to our right. Anyways, we started letting fly at these grouse and we ended up getting three of the grouse and, uh, and knocked them on the head and they died. So we got three grouse, a bunch of berries. That's, and, a, that's a legal form of hunting, right? Uh, at the time it was. It's now no longer legal under, and, and we should. <laughs> Don't, don't sue me for this. We were young kids at the time, you know, it's that they were 19 years old. So, you know, just not quite figured out right now yet. But, um, anyways, <laughs> but Alex's plan for, like, so I didn't really know what our plan was for food, but it turned out our plan for food was that, um, he had brought up, we were up there for two nights. He brought up, uh, instant mashed potatoes and gravy. And that was going to be our dinner for two nights. Uh, and, <laughs> Yeah, uh, so you, I just add water to these like flaky potatoes, and they just mix up and look like porridge. And but we had gravy, mashed potatoes. There's even a little package of, of of stuffing that was that was attached onto the package. So we had blueberry, uh, wild mushroom stuffing, and uh, we had roasted grouse breast over the fire. Uh, that was my that's like my start. That was my first meal in the Alpine at the backpacker. So. <laughs> But thank God that we found out because I would have been pretty. <laughs> people that out. This is what we're eating. I'm like, oh, really? <laughs> we're eating air for dinner. I mean, all I'd say is like on the the the, the wonder smash or whatever they call it. Is just try it before you go. <laughs> <laughs> See if it works for you. <laughs> have a little dinner party before rolling out. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You know. 
Because it's pretty awful to find out it sucked <laughs> when it's too late and you bought 10 days worth of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh my goodness. Yeah, yeah. I definitely, I, I know guys that, well, and I've done this too. Like, my first foray into backpacker food was that those lifted sidekicks. I don't know if, like, it was before I even knew about dehydrated food, you'd boil in a bag stuff, and mm-hmm. we'd pack that, that stuff up the mountain and, like, add a little bit of water and a little bit of powdered milk and maybe some butter. And it's just, it's just like, I mean, talk about bad news for it's pretty bad for like two or three days straight bad i love that stuff i see the ton of that stuff in the back country i'm gonna bring that for sure yeah they reduce so the good. amount of salt in it so you don't like pucker you know, just, just gently dry out you become freeze dried yourself yeah. <laughs> i love that stuff <laughs> oh my God. all right so okay i think we covered up dinner let's just finish off with like high value snack food like what is their go-to yeah. jenny what's your go-to like uh snack food that's going to keep you happy on a harsh long hike up a mountain Snickers. <laughs> easy one word Snickers. <laughs> i was gonna say jan's head but that's been said so one mm-hmm. of each yeah, yeah how about you selena what do you like for uh for a treat yeah i'll have my my mixed bag of the fruits and berries and depends if it's if it's going to be warm on that trip i won't put chocolate chips in it that's a little a little extra surprise that's inside but if it's going to be warm it turns into like just a horrible horrible mess so yeah, it depends on the temperature cool penny what's your pocket cheese oh pocket cheese yeah the, the famous pocket yeah, cheese yeah i'm not a fan of Slater's pocket cheese <laughs> Slater brought you out. know what else is so good is chocolate covered espresso beans Oh. A coffee in there too. Yes, yeah, Selena yeah. brought a, a a a stash of cheese she was trying to pawn on, off on us on our last adventure that had been it's like twenty five degrees and is living in her pocket and it just is not very appealing. Um, <laughs> it's fondue, like really at that point you just, just call it pocket fondue. <laughs> Who wants pocket fondue? Yeah. <laughs> that would be if you gave me like a, one of those little forks with some bread on it, I might be down, but. You have to work on your presentation for your pocket cheese, I feel. Noted. <laughs> I'm on it. <laughs> I'll, I'll whittle a tiny wood fork for us. That'd be amazing. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Maybe I can get a Leatherman with a fondue fork. <laughs> <laughs> I'll put the order in immediately. <laughs> Beauty. You guys are not following my, like, I'm right trying to work towards a wrap-up here, you know. You know. Oh, right. <laughs> Hey, Renelle always gives everyone their final thoughts. Uh, well. <laughs> Last chance, pocket cheese. Gotta get it okay, in there. Gotta get pocket cheese in there. <laughs> okay, Penny, tell us about your favorite snack to to to, to make a, a hard day a little bit better. Uh, I like beef teriyaki, like a good teriyaki. Like, sorry, what am I talking about? Dehydrated jerky, beef jerky. It's like nice and salty and. I usually find some, and I actually found a really good one this time. And uh, a flask of whiskey. <laughs> yes, you can hang with us. Sure. Yeah, yeah. Come with us. I mean, if yeah. there's any anything that's nice at the end of the day, it's a shot of whiskey. <laughs> I will, I will take the weight for that. And then yeah. I love. I never take chocolate myself, but I love hiking with people who take chocolate and offer it around. <laughs> oh, I also have a rule in my crew that may or may not have been created for myself, sadly, is that when you offer someone your trail mix, they need to close their eyes. <laughs> There's no cherry picking of the trail mix. 
Yeah, I've learned yeah, the, the hard Costco, way. Costco trail mix. Yeah. On a couple of, sh- I, got, I always go in with the ambition on these ten-day sheep hunts that I'm going to go light and lean, and I'm just going to like suffer through it. And then I'm like on day three there, my 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 hunting partner Rob, he's he's packed up like those gummy bears with them, like the real fruit gummy bears, and like he'll be sitting there where we like sitting on the top of a hill with our spotting skills looking at some sheep and he's just like one at a time just like enjoying them and i'm like i'm just like next to him like a little puppy dog just like doing my best <laughs> to like look like you know cute and like <laughs> make a couple of gummy bears off him so i've capitulated I, I do bring the odd like gummy bear to chew on and a little bit of mars bars is a go-to for sure but awesome i'd also like to have a fair amount of sheep tenderloin on this trip <laughs> Well, you know, I did on my list here of the last things to talk about is that, uh, you know, what's going to be our like awesome meal if we do have success? Like, what what are we when gonna... when we when we have success? When? I know. Okay, it's an imagination. Manifest. <laughs> Manifest. <laughs> so, so what? Success Penny, what... is three L. <laughs> three sheep, two L. Come on, Penny. Don't three get crazy. Sheep, two L. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, what what goes well with uh with like seared loin over the fire? What would be your what would be your... <laughs> um, um what would go well? Well, you know what, I mean any of the rice dishes you add a steak on top of it. <laughs> you got something there. <laughs> yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> I always yeah, pack right. a this is treat in and of itself. I don't think it needs embellishment. No, no. I usually just buy a little bit of salt, pepper, a uh, little steak spice with yeah. me on my backpack. It's light and it, and it, and you can do just about. Oh, actually, you know what? I now you remind me because I forgot to put. Um, I, I got to send you a couple of stuff, and I'll send you something for that loin. It's from the spice company. It's called Wizard Grinder, and it it's awesome. So if you do get that that steak in the woods, <laughs> nice. Wizard grinder. Yeah, it'll be good. Yeah, it's like it's really super lightweight, and it'll it'll change the taste of everything. Nice. That sounds exciting. Yeah. Well, that, yeah. that'll be pleasant if we get to have that. I, I do like that yeah. having a couple of meals. I, I I do when I do these trips. I do I I I am a very much a foodie, and I and it is difficult to just eat mm-hmm. out of a bag for for two weeks. But um, we'll bring a couple of meals that are like uh, ultra light, stable meals that can go with. Mm-hmm. Uh, if we're successful on the hunt, whether we kill, you know, a sheep or, a, or an elk, um, we'll have probably go back to my first meal with some dehydrated potatoes, some gravy, um, some morels. I've got a bunch of dehydrated morels that'll, we'll, we'll keep with us and some steak spice. And that'll create a pretty awesome meal yeah. if, we, if we can pull that up. Also grayling, there's, there might be grayling in the river. So, um, Fish, one of my yeah. favorite meals I've been doing is just like this, really like simple uh light uh fish curry and it's like off the shelf kind of package mm. and it just you mix that with with water and, and uh and and then put that over rice and, and those those meals could really like could really make it you know usually sneaking in a couple of garlic cloves in there too and the things that make a difference for a long trip so we'll, we'll have a little stash of like there's not backpacker mm. food but it's like rafter food you can either allowed yeah, to yeah. pack them yeah. around yeah. you know I want to come with you. <laughs> Sounds well, great. <laughs> well, we'll tell you all about it. This has been fun. Absolutely, yeah. I, I'm glad we met, and it's it's great to just yeah. know a little bit more about how it all comes together, how it all works. I mean, yeah. it's great you're in you're in BC, you're in Vancouver, and in, in, uh, sorry, Vancouver, Vancouver Island. Um, 
so that's that's great and I'm, I'm, I'm very pleased that you're uh yeah i'm very pleased you joined us for and spent some time with us so thank you for inviting me it's fun okay so hey so what's, if, what's what's your dream trip oh yeah <sighs> um well i've done an awful lot of them that's so uh, cool. I, I think Nuka has to be my all-time favorite. I've done it a few times now. I just love, I just love that day when you're right out in the deep wilderness. You don't see anyone, and it's just, it's like a meditation. It's just so gorgeous. And then I hiked the West Highland Way in Scotland mm. on the only three days in the year where it wasn't raining. <laughs> so I was walking uh -huh. over the mountains of of this old, old mountain range called the Glencoe in Scotland and in an old street was the old road built by the Romans when they invaded Scotland and so Ooh. really old cobbled road and it was just spectacular and it's just like yeah and uh I don't know I'm looking for the next dream yeah I don't know what next well we'll share some pictures of where we're going maybe it'll get you excited yeah yeah right yeah. Yeah, we're very careful not to say where we're going, and I wouldn't have never dropped Nuka on the podcast because now your favorite hike is <laughs> oh, going to be yeah. overrun. Overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, yeah. unfortunately, it's quite difficult to get to, <laughs> yeah. and I didn't yeah. say how. <laughs> yeah, totally. yeah, exactly. Well, we're going there. Actually, Jenny and I are on our way there on Thursday. Um, we're we're heading out there in our boats and we're heading fishing. So we'll be we'll be running yeah. the coastline, looking at that trail, um, mm. catching giant spring salmon. Yeah. Um, oh, lovely, know, so. lovely. I fished out there as well. That's, that's awesome. Lucky you. <laughs> Good luck. Pretty excited. Yeah, it's yeah. a lot of fun. Well, this has been great. I really appreciate you joining us and sharing a bit of your yeah. knowledge and passion for, for food. And uh, um, if people want to come find you, where should they look? Oh, you can find us online at uh, www.westcoastkitchen.ca. Um, and our Instagram is West Coast Kitchen Canada. It's our Facebook, too. So. Perfect. Okay, we'll, we'll find you there. We'll, we'll be friends yeah. on on uh, on the social media, and uh, we'll, yeah. we'll definitely have some. Uh, we'll be sharing some meals in beautiful places. So yeah, cool. Um, looking forward to sharing those pictures with you. And Great. thanks for taking thanks care of us. So much. Good yeah. luck and have a good trip. Yeah, right on. Okay. <laughs> okay. Bye, Penny. Bye. Thanks, Penny. Bye. Bye. Bye.